Welcome to Alimentary, the podcast series where you will not only learn about your amazing body, how it works, and of course why food is so important, but also pick up some simple recipes and lifestyle tips and tweaks, which will help you to influence your health in a positive way. So this is just going to be a little short episode because I just wanted to tell you a little about a really important mineral, um, magnesium. Of course, they're they're all important and we want a variety of vitamins and minerals in our diet. Um, But the symptoms of deficiency of magnesium can be quite common. Um, And, you know, people mightn't automatically link them to a mineral deficiency. So, for example, anger, you know, feeling, uh, getting angry very quickly, um, angina, anxiety, apathy, arrhythmia of the heart, alternating constipation and diarrhea, cold extremities, concentration difficulties, convulsions, food cravings, infertility, insomnia, irritability, kidney stones, restlessness, being startled easily by noise. You know, these are all um, signs of magnesium deficiency and of course signs of perhaps an overall unhealthy diet or lifestyle you know but that that variety of symptoms um just tells you really how important magnesium is so what is it magnesium is a naturally occurring mineral and it's found in our blood our bones our tissues and our organs now it's involved in at least 300 biochemical reactions in the human body Um, So very, very busy little mineral, and it plays a key role in maintaining our normal muscle and nerve functions, maintaining a healthy immune system, maintaining our heart rhythm, building strong bones, regulating blood sugar and our metabolism. And it may also help with hypertension, which is high blood pressure. So, of course, you know, there, you know, no mineral or vitamin works on their own. They all work synergistically. But uh, as you can see, magnesium is one, you know, is a, a key one. Um, it can be involved in, you know, again, in a range of, of conditions, um, like, for example, asthma, fatigue, migraine, you know, nerve problems. And um, obviously our B vitamins are very important with our, our central nervous system as well. Musculoskeletal conditions, osteoporosis and, and a range of others as well. So again, the conditions that we might suffer from, you know, uh, magnesium can, um, making sure that we're not magnesium deficient can certainly help. Like for example, with asthma. So magnesium deficiency is going to, um, increase histamine production and bronchial spasms you know so obviously that that's going to make it worse you know with fatigue um dozens of enzyme systems are under functioning if we're magnesium deficient so again that can contribute to fatigue as can a range of other things as well you know but this this is one that we can we can make sure we're not deficient in Serotonin balance is magnesium dependent and deficiency of serotonin can result in migraine headaches and depression. Nerve problems, um, magnesium can alleviate peripheral nerve disturbances throughout your body, you know, so that that results in headaches, muscle contractions, gastrointestinal spasms. You know, do you ever get a, you know, a, a cramp in your calf or your foot or your toe? Sometimes that happens at night, you know, that that can often give you a clue that maybe you, you need to top up your magnesium with it, with your diet, if possible, of course. So it's also used in treating the central nervous systems of uh, sorry, symptoms of vertigo and confusion. 
And musculoskeletal conditions like fibrocytis, fibromyalgia, muscle spasms, again, eye twitches, cramps, chronic neck and back pain, you know, they can be caused by magnesium deficiency. Um, when people are diagnosed with osteoporosis, they're, you know, often given calcium and vitamin D um, to enhance the cal- calcium absorption. But if, if we don't have enough magnesium in our diet or, you know, we're over supplementing with calcium and, and we don't, uh, we're not, um, you can get supplements which are CalMag, you know, calcium and magnesium in the right ratio. Um, so too much of the you know, calcium can cause further magnesium deficiency. So that triggers a cascade of events, you know, which actually leads to leads to bone loss because magnesium is important for our bones and our muscles as well as calcium. So always supplement, you know, with with um, good advice, you know, and really try and get your magnesium in from from your food. So, I mean, other things like low levels of magnesium can increase our susceptibility to heart disease high blood pressure, which you mentioned earlier on, hypertension, kidney stones, cancer, insomnia, PMS and menstrual cramps. And of course, insomnia can be a, tr- a trigger or a driver of, of many you know, conditions um, that we might suffer from. You know? So again, really important to make sure that our magnesium is, um, you know, is that we're getting enough in, in our diet. Now, what can affect our absorption of magnesium? Because maybe we we think we we have enough, you know, that we're we're getting enough in our diet, and so uh, you know, how come we're still a bit deficient? Caffeine is a big one. So, too much caffeine is going to impact and reduce our absorption of magnesium, and of course, that is an issue for a lot of people. Love um, a lot of coffee during the day, a lot of tea. Um, I would recommend. So one good cup of coffee a day is great. You know, coffee does have antioxidants, obviously have it mid morning, you know, not with a main meal because it's not only going to affect the absorption of magnesium, but it is going to affect your absorption of your nutrients. So never have it with a main meal. Um, obviously, it's going to keep you awake if you have it after after lunchtime because it is a half life of eight hours. So I would always recommend have your coffee mid morning. Um, and obviously you don't want to have too much of it. And again, monitor your black tea consumption too. Um, there's so many really great herbal teas out there. Um, so just find one that you like. And um, I'll actually put a link again. I know I did an episode before with Roisin from healthtea.ie. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes again, because they're really worth trying. And, um, you know, really, really, uh, you'll find, you'll certainly find a flavor that, that you like. Too much calcium and phosphate can reduce magne- uh, sorry, magnesium absorption and iron and manganese can also reduce uh, magnesium absorption. So again, we rarely overdose on any vitamin or mineral from our food. You know, it's generally we're going to, um, you know, it'll be if we're over supplementing, you know, so always get advice when you're supplementing and, and it'll be more, more efficient and more cost effective that way too. So what food can we get our magnesium, our daily magnesium from? Um, there's a wide range. So I'm sure I'm going to list some now and I'm sure there'll be some that you can tick off and say, yeah, I could I could eat that. So we have um, kelp and dulse, uh, you know, from from the sea. Um, we have brown rice, almonds, dried figs, dried as well, um, apricots, molasses, prawns, avocado, Brazil nuts, parsley, buckwheat, sunflower seeds, 
green peas, pecan nuts, tofu and broccoli. So I'm sure that there's at least six or seven of those that um, that will appeal to you, you know, and uh, just make sure that you're eating some of them, uh, uh, you know, a couple of them every day. It'd be easy to pick some of the nuts, some of the veg um, and uh, there's sunflower seeds in there too. Buckwheat actually is um, just one that, you know, maybe not a lot of people have tried. Um, but I'll actually talk about that in the as a maybe our store cupboard staple for this week. So, um, yeah, so what I'd say is just, you know, make a note of whichever from that list you like. Eat some sources of magnesium every single day. And uh, that as part of your overall healthy lifestyle, of course, that's going to contribute to avoiding some of those health issues that we mentioned. So today's store cupboard staple is buckwheat. And a couple of episodes ago, our store cupboard staple was quinoa. And buckwheat and quinoa are, are a little similar. Um, they're both gluten-free, for example, which is obviously great for um, celiacs or for people who are uh, gluten or wheat intolerant. They're both what they call pseudo-cereals. So they are technically seeds, but actually they're classified as whole grains. Um, they're both really good sources of protein because for uh, there are very few plant sources of protein which have all nine essential amino acids and these are the two are two um we need to consume all nine essential amino acids every day because our we can, our bodies can't make them so f- particularly for vegans um this will be a great addition to their store cupboard because they don't have to worry about combining their protein sources you know to make sure they're getting all nine um essential amino acids they are a complex carbohydrate, which um, is really good in terms of managing our blood sugars. Um, also, great source of fiber, which is, of course, super for our gut health. You know, we, we need a good fiber in our diet to make sure that we stay regular um, and to help feed our good gut bacteria as well. So buckwheat is um, really versatile. It comes in growth form and also comes as uh, in the form of flakes uh, you can probably get the growths more commonly in the supermarkets um, and then the flakes you'll find in uh, health food shops as well so buckwheat uh, not only contains your protein your carbohydrate your fiber but also some minerals like potassium phosphorus magnesium and calcium and iron um, and then vitamins, um, including vitamin B1, B2, B3, B9, B6, and vitamin K as well. So again, really good for the central nervous system, you know, for heart health, for bone health, um, and for digestion. The protein also actually helps our satiety, so it helps us stay feeling fuller for longer. So again, you know, the protein and fiber combined help to slow down the release of, of glucose into our blood. So all of that combines to make sure that we don't get cravings, you know, to um, which which uh, can lead to us choosing something too sugary, you know, or more caffeine, you know, to satisfy that that feeling. So buckwheat is a great option for people with type two diabetes, for example, because it does obviously contribute to managing the, the blood sugar levels. So what can we do with it? Well, you'll find buckwheat flour, which you can use when you're baking or, you know, for making pancakes. Um, I suppose the most common way I use it is I buy it in the growths and I usually alternate between quinoa and buckwheat for my, you know, salads, which I would make for lunch. Very easy to cook. The growths um, 
I'll start off with say a half a cup of buckwheat groats to a cup of water but then I'm I'm you know stirring as I go so sometimes I do need to add a little bit more water um and I, I just check you know once the groats are soft um it's it's cooked um again uh, same as with the quinoa I tend to add uh, turmeric you know a half a teaspoon of turmeric and some black pepper to it when I'm cooking it Um, I'm you know very conscious that I like to make sure that I've you know lots of anti-inflammatory things in my diet so the turmeric um, obviously is really good for that then once it's cooked you could eat you can eat it warm you know you could eat it um, with your you know with a stir fry for example or um or it's lovely with roasted vegetables, you know, um, you know, just stirred through your roasted veg. Um, again, most commonly, I tend to use it for my salads, you know, so I will make up um, either the buckwheat or the quinoa, add in some lovely salad veg and some salad dressing and then pack it into two or three containers and I have it in the fridge then ready to grab my lunch in the morning and go. And the 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 grain the buckwheat actually really soaks up you know some of the moisture from the salad so it tends to not get soggy you know so that makes it really ideal um to make in advance now you could make if you get the buckwheat flakes you could make porridge with it or you could add it to a topping of of a crumble and mix it through with some oats um um or or quinoa flakes you know as a as a crumble topping and what i'll do is i'll actually add a link to um a variety of other recipes um you know things that you can make with buckwheat as well in the show notes so hopefully you might try it um as i say it is versatile um but um don't be put off sometimes the flour using the flour and pancakes it, it you know can have quite a strong flavor so don't let that put you off if you're not keen on that you know definitely try the groats are don't have a really strong flavor and are great in with salads you know so definitely try try and get some buckwheat into your diet in in some form or another and um you're definitely your your gut health your heart health and your your blood sugars will thank Thank you for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to clarify that the podcast is for informational purposes only and does not substitute professional care from a doctor or trained health professional, nor does it constitute medical advice or services if you're in a, in a position to need either. However, if you find it interesting, you can subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes or sign up for my newsletter on lynchsharkynutrition.ie.